Welcome to the Unofficial Scholars Podcast with Dylan Stubblefield and David Hancock, where we discuss everything from science fiction to pop culture. We're not experts. We're not scholars. We're two guys having a casual conversation about the things that interest us. If you'd like to become an unofficial scholar, go to patreon.com slash unofficial scholars for exclusive content. What's your favorite holiday? You know the answer to that. Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yep. No kidding. Christmas used to be exciting, but it's not anymore, dude. I dread it. Shut up. I dread Christmas. It's it's the fact that there's so much money to be spent in December. And so you're calculating okay. for your bills and you're thinking like, okay, so I, I got to do everything that I normally do in December, but on top of that, yeah. I have to spend hundreds of dollars. I feel like I need to- s- In the giving spirit. We need to like start- planning for that and just kind of like every month of the year buy a gift or two that way when christmas rolls around you're like done you that's know? smart except i will say like there's some black friday deals that are pretty outrageous like uh, good like I, I remember a couple I don't, maybe two or three years ago for black friday i got a nice like lg tv for like i don't know three hundred dollars off that's not bad and it's a nice tv and i still have it and it's i don't know it's great it's like a fifth what is it I know it's a big TV and it was much cheaper than what it would have been <laughs> if they, I bought it any other time of the year. They've really gotten Black Friday under control. Man, Black Friday used people to just be get wild. stomped down. People just, yeah, they get stomped Stampede. out. You go to the mall and you get literally trampled to death. <laughs> people fighting, bro. It's like you know, over Tickle Me Elmo. It's like the class, you got two people with a like a certain product in their hand, like a stereo or a children's toy. Like yeah. somebody's got it by one side and the other person has it by the other, and they're just like pulling on it back and forth right. like a game yeah. of tug of war. This is the nicest Samsung toaster, and I'll kill you for it. Yeah, man. People are crazy over products, especially when they're cheap. Yeah. I'd rather just not shop on Black Friday. Cyber Monday Cyber hits Monday for me. Cyber Monday is where it's at. Yeah. I have not gone Black Friday shopping since I was like 18. But then you got to watch out for the porch pirates, man. True. But we live in a neighborhood where that doesn't really happen. No way. I there's think so it still r- happens. I mean, there's so many ring doorbell cameras now. Everybody in our neighborhood, you're in the minority if you don't have a ring doorbell camera. People are shameless. People are shameless now. That's true. I mean, I have they seen don't, videos they don't even just, care. They don't even wear a mask anymore. No. They'll just walk up and take them like, dude. Because what are you going to do? Yeah, right. Like You really can't do anything with that. If you think about it, you would have to have, so you would have to be able to identify that person right. because I guarantee you take a ring doorbell camera to the police and say somebody stole your like $50 package Throw it on and the you, list. you don't have a name for that individual. Right. That's going to the bottom of the priority <laughs> list. Yeah. Have you ever had something stolen off your porch? Never. Me neither. I just got, I don't think, I mean, it probably is just one of those situations. It's like shark attacks, you know? It's right. Very Few rare. and far between, yeah. Yeah, but you hear about them and it seems sketchy. So you just don't, I don't go out into the ocean, especially at night. Isn't that when sharks feed at night? I think it's in the generally ocean. like early morning and late evening. I'm I'm one of those people. I, I try to hear things and I'm like, oh, what's the, what's the probability that this could happen? And I know it's low. But for me, every time I get out in the water, I'm just, I try to hang close to, it's like, even if I'm by myself, I try to hang, hang close to other families out there. You know? yeah, like, I mean, power <laughs> numbers, yeah, I get to see sharks. It'll it's just, like, you know, my motto, man, better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Jacksonville in July every year and stay with some fan, some friends down there. And I talked to him one time and we were looking at just these random people that were standing out in the ocean he was looking and he was like see that person right there he's like there's probably a shark within eight feet of that person that's wild yeah and, they say that's the statistic right and i actually like usually so we go there for a week usually two or three of the mornings that we're there i'll get up like 
and I'm usually an early morning guy anyway, but I'll make sure I'm up at sunrise and take the paddleboard out and it's super flat. It's not really any waves. And I'll, if you do, if you time it right, when the shrimp boat's coming by, you can intercept it and I'll get basically within like 50 yards from the back of the shrimp boat. Get, get you a couple shrimp. And we'll look some scram. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when they lift the nets, all of the sea life that's following the boat for food come to the surface so I'll be within like literally me to you, which if you can't see us right now, me and Dave are sitting about four and a half feet apart. These dolphins and sharks will come up right next to me. And it's and sharks as well. Yeah. So you've been that close to a shark. Oh yeah. No way. Man, man. And it's like, so what, scary. What type of shark though? Like a smaller shark Definitely, or like yeah, a I've gray never white seen, shark? No, no, no. I've never seen any like massive sharks. They're usually, you know, how many three, feet? Three ish, three, four, three, four feet. Um, but they'll come up. And it's funny, you can, there's a very distinct difference between the way that they like come to the surface. The dolphins will slowly just kind of roll and it's super calm and smooth. The sharks will come up and like flutter and like their dorsal fins will like kind of shake the top of the water and they go back down. And I'll like, you, when I know that they're about to come up, I'll sit on the paddleboard because I'm like, yeah. if I get knocked right now, I am done. Like, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm toast. And I, one time I was, it was last year when I was out there. I was <laughs> I was a ways away, like the shrimp boat had already come and gone. I was kind of, you know, just hanging out out there, probably going back in soon. And this huge, I think, I didn't get a great look at it, but I think what it was was a tarpon, and it was massive. I was probably 40 yards or so from it, like a good distance, but big enough to see that this fish was probably as long as me, like tall. Jeez Louise. And it came completely out of the water <laughs> and <laughs> shook and splashed back, and I was like, I think I actually, rec I got it on film. I recorded it. That's a cool it. experience. It was super cool. And yeah. I, so I recorded it. And after it hits the water, you hear me go, I need to leave. <laughs> I was like, I need to get the fuck <laughs> out of here. My boy's an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> I, I do it. I just, Chasing I love the out. ocean, man. That would have been cool. A, a marine biologist could have been a good fit for I, me, Dude, I live in the worst place for me. Yeah. I would love to live on a coast and be anything that has to do with the ocean. Instead, I, you live in the center of the I country. I am as far from the ocean as I can get. Yeah. You're going to have to be a lake guy, a river guy, you know, and good I, enough. It's just something about, so, I mean, I just, I love surfing and I love like waves. And so I can't get that at a lake or in a river. Like I, I need, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I go out to Florida at least, you know, once a year. I've been out, last time I went to California was 2018. That was like bliss, man. Like the waves out there, the culture out there, everything is so well. The culture to an extent. I just want the there. I want the sunshine, man. I'm tired of the yeah. wind. I love fall. Fall is an amazing time of the year, but yeah. I just love summer, man. Getting the sunshine. I mean, that winter depression shit is real. Yeah. Because every winter, by the time the sun comes out again, I'm like, I I'm already so beat down from the winter. The winter's already just beat the shit out of me. I'm depressed. Mm. That when I see that first ray of sunshine, I'm like, I don't even remember why I was depressed anymore. Right. And then I see the sun, and I'm like, dude, I miss it's. It's been a while. <laughs> It's hey, old friend. <laughs> but speaking of the the coast and wildlife in the ocean, it made me think about there. I've been having weird, like as far as food goes, I've never liked seafood, and lately I've been having these weird cravings for like exotic um, <laughs> types of seafood. So like octopus, for example, bluefin tuna. <laughs> have you ever watched? There's there's on Snapchat. There's you know, one of those little, they have channels on Snapchat that you can watch. Yeah. And one of them is called The Menu. And on The Menu, they cook 
create like this crazy wild like anything exotic that you can come up with like i don't know starfish i don't know if you can eat a starfish but (laughs) you get my point eel and then you know squid just and and then different types of rare fish like blowfish for example would be something that they would eat on that show Mm. and you look at something like an eel and you're like man that looks gross like right out of the gate it just reminds you of a snake and so you wouldn't necessarily be into eating that but man, even snake lately, I've just been, I think I'm just so burnt out with chicken and beef and pork yeah. that I'm like, you know, I, I've seen, I watched snake be prepared, I think maybe on the same channel. And I'm like, that doesn't look bad. Neither does octopus. Octopus looks delicious. I would try, Fleshy. yeah, I would try just about anything. And so there's a couple actually, so we're just so you guys know, we're in like the St. Louis area and there's a place called Olive and Oak in Webster Groves. And the last time we went there, I had... Um, what kind of it was? What kind of, it was a certain type of sh- a shark. I don't remember what it, I got. Shark. I don't remember what kind of shark it was. And then I got uh, squid. Tried both of those for the first time. What was shark like? <sighs> Not quite what you would expect. Just saying fish. Like it was. What was the say, texture? A little closest to a little tougher. Um, I don't really know what to compare it to. Was it man. still like an obvious seafood texture yes, yeah. when you ate it? Yeah. So it was like flaky maybe, like a white fish yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah. But it was was it chewy or was it you could kind of just chew right through it? I think it was on the chewier side. Not too chewy, but definitely, you know, like, a, yeah, like a not tilapia maybe kind of like a comparable texture at least. Was it totally unique to where you couldn't, like if you ate it and you didn't know what it was, you would definitely know it was a fish of some kind? Yes, Okay. I would say like, what kind of fish is this? You know? Okay. Yeah. And so squid it's gonna... was its own ball game. That was like, yeah, that was, and I, I it was good, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not into squid, but I watched this documentary called My Octopus Teacher I've on seen Netflix. That. I haven't watched it, but I've seen. And it. I have it. the we- the weirdest way I have come about having a craving for octopus is there's a scene in that documentary, and for people who haven't watched My Octopus Teacher, it basically follows this. I think he might be a marine biologist or he could just be, um, you know, a hobbyist who follows this octopus for like the duration of, you know, I I don't know, maybe like six months or something like that. But this octopus, he befriends it. Hmm. And so the octopus would see him in this little reef and it would swim out to him and swim on his arm. And octopuses, they're obvious, octopi, either way, (laughs) which one is it? Octopus, octopi. Um, They're really intelligent. Yeah. And so he would remember this guy and they actually had a legitimate relationship. It, it would almost be like having like your pet dog or something like that. But right. there was an instance and he didn't want to interfere with the wildlife and it's, it's natural course. But there was an instance where a tiger shark came in and started chasing the octopus mm-hmm. and the octopus was running. It would camouflage, it would hide. But the tiger shark was just, there was maybe three of them and they were good hunters. And one of them clipped off the octopus's arm. And on the inside of it just looked like this like lobster white yeah. fleshy meat. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude, I could throw that in a pan right now and eat that. <laughs> yeah. If you if you told me I could only have one food for the rest of my life, crab legs. Really? I love crab legs, man. I'm not. I've I've never been a big crab guy. Crab and lobster, I could live off that. Lobster for sure. I love lobster. It's I just it, I I also I like just seafood in general. I love seafood. And uh that's why, again, that's why I, w- I belong on a coast, man. If I can yeah. get fresh seafood all the time, I that's bliss. Yeah. Fucking salmon, tuna, it doesn't matter. I'll eat all of it. No, I've, I've had this weird connotation lately where I, I buy these, 
there's a particular name for it, but they're the oranges that are pink on the inside. Are you familiar oh, with yeah, those? Yeah, what are you talking? No, are you so not it's not like grapefruit, a grapefruit. No, no, it looks like a grapefruit, but it's an orange. I feel like I know what you're talking about. I think they're I have called. Seen that. They're like Cali oranges or something like that. There's a specific name for it. I can't think of it, but they're oranges that are pink on the inside. Yeah. They're not blood oranges where they're red on the inside, which those are also insane. Blood oranges really do kind of look like blood on the inside, mm. which I never really realized until I started becoming a big orange guy. <laughs> but I'll eat that pink orange, and when I'm eating it, you know how you peel it and you peel it into slices. Or even yeah. if you like cut it into like, a, I think you cut it into like ace. Sure. When I peel it out of the shell and I take a bite of it, the way that it's kind of shaped in in those like moon half moon shapes mm-hmm. and the way that the orange kind of has like a crease that goes down the, like the back of the rind, it like when I bite into it, I get the sensation that I'm eating a shrimp. And so, and so every time I take a bite, it's like crunchy. It's kind of fleshy, you know. I guess I see. And what I'm you're like, saying. dude, I'm like, I start to get a little weirded out because I'm like, it's like I'm taking a bite out of a shrimp. Do you know, like shrimp? Playing with my food. I do, but I just, you know, I don't like my oranges to be associated. I don't, I don't like the mix. That's fair. I, like I can see how you would want to take a bite of fruit and not want it to be shrimp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's two very different things. It's not a good combo. But Speaking of that, love shrimp too, man. Like we go, so like I said, when we go to Florida, we usually do a crawfish boil at least one night throughout that week. But that's different, right? Crawfish and shrimp are totally different. Yes. But we put like all of that in one thing. And actually this past year when we did it, we went and bought like fresh caught shrimp that was probably caught from that boat that I go follow. Like it's brought into a port and then that's where we got it from. So it was caught that day. Oh my God. Like I could have ate it till I puked. I was so full when we were done because we had like corn on the cob in there, potatoes, um, what's it called? Like the scumbo sausage type stuff you put in there, like all that shrimp. Oh man. That's, is this, is this like, so the the classic crawfish boil that I'm, I've been to one. Okay. And it was Mm -hmm. by, it was by mistake. I shouldn't have been there. I didn't belong there. Crawfish (laughs) boil, not my thing. (laughs) You should have been there instead. You should have taken my place. But uh, I went there with a buddy of mine and his neighbor was having a crawfish boil. Yeah. And he invited me over and I was like, I didn't have anything better to do. So I'm like, sure, I've never been to one. But they had these big, they would cook them and then they had these big coolers filled with crawfish. Yeah. And I think like you said, there was like a, like a medley, maybe some potatoes in there maybe some shrimp, some different veggies right. mixed with them. And I don't know the smell. It didn't smell. It smelled off to me. <laughs> this, I didn't like the smell of that. And then seeing all of their, I don't like seeing the the legs and the eyes on my on my food, and I they keep that. all of that on there. Yeah, no, yeah. I get that. It's can be off putting. Eating them are gross too, man. You watch some people. There's some people online that do that eat crawfish, mm-hmm. and that's their TikTok or or their you know their social media account. Yeah, and they will crunch the shell. They'll eat the shell, and I don't know about you, but when I eat shrimp and I get a little piece of that sh- like the tail. Yeah, I don't like. Oh, that. Oh, that's so nasty, bro. Yeah. That makes me sick. Well, even like yeah crab legs if i feel like a piece of the leg in my mouth i don't like that that's not a good texture it's like the um (laughs) it's like the outside of an m&m like the shell of an (laughs) (laughs) m&m but it's good it works on an m&m it doesn't work when (laughs) you're eating like you're expecting it to be on the m&m you're eating the exterior of a sea bug (laughs) yikes that's actually exoskeleton pretty accurate way to put it yeah i love that's the thing about with crawfish boils i you said that smell puts you off i love like the smell of like old bay and Cajun seasoning, man, that'll make my mouth water right yeah. now. Maybe I just... You want to hear that? Oh, wow. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> yeah. um, I haven't been to 
maybe the right crawfish boil. Right. Maybe right. I just need to go to a crawfish boil with you. That's a tongue twister, man. Crawfish boil. Craw- <laughs> Say that. You just got to be from the sick, from the yeah. sticks. I haven't said it enough. I, my my mouth doesn't have the practice because right. it's not something that I'm into. But what about how do you feel about oysters? People that eat oysters. I don't. Oh, you know what? I feel like I kind of confuse them with mussels. Yeah, I feel like maybe they're comparable. Right now, I feel like they're the same thing, but maybe it's sure. a it's a like a shrimp and a crawfish. Uh, actually, crawfish yeah, now that you say that, yeah, maybe. sure. Um, we actually had mussels in the last crawfish boil. We or I guess it wasn't a crawfish boil because there wasn't actually crawfish in it, but same concept. But yeah, there were mussels in that, and they're so good. It's a weird texture. It's like eating boogers and slime. Oh yeah, it's I not, know. That's always been my impression. But it's so good. It's so good. It's an odd texture though. It's like almost like eating a raw egg or something. Like it's just slimy and like kind of. If you, you, I don't know. I've tried. I just don't understand the appeal. For it's me, so I've good. I've seen. Okay, so my uncle invited me over once upon a time, and he had oysters. Uh-huh. And he, the way that he would eat them, I, I think he would squeeze a little bit of lemon in them, yeah. and then he would put a little cocktail sauce on it, yeah. and he would just throw it back. But, you know, this was around the, this was in the last couple of years. So it was about around the time that I've been getting more interested in eating exotic foods, yeah. right? Kind of coming out of my shell. And no pun intended. <laughs> I <laughs> that didn't was even lame. catch that. Sorry. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> so I, you know, I wanted to try one and my wife was there and I wanted to make her laugh too. You know, like, oh, you know, I'm the brave guy that yeah. can eat a, eat an oyster. And, um, yeah, I threw it back because she was grossed out by him too. Yeah. So I was stepping up to the plate basically. <laughs> and I threw it back and just, it was the texture for me, man. Yeah. It was slimy. It was a slimy texture. I don't get it because you don't chew, you're not supposed to chew them either. Right. People that eat oysters, they just throw them back and swallow them. And it's like, what? Like, who wants to eat? You're not. Right. There's not a whole food. lot of mouthfeel experience to yeah. just throw in something But it's also back. an aphrodisiac. That's true. Yeah. Is that why you eat them? That's why we got to get close in the mic when we talk yeah. about that. <laughs> so it's, um, it's been used a long time, for a long time, as an af- aphrodisiac. Look it up. I mean, here's the deal. You throw just about anything in any kind of Cajun boil, and I'm eating it. Doesn't matter what it is. Crawfish, oysters, mussels, shrimp, doesn't, it, it, I'll eat whatever. You know what else sounds good is um, I had in seventh grade, somebody came back from a trip to Florida with their family. It's one of my buddies, mm-hmm. maybe acquaintances. And they came back with several sticks of alligator jerky. Huh. I don't know if yeah. I've ever had alligator. I don't think I have. Alligator? I've, I've watched videos of alligator being prepared. It, it, look, it looks like a tough job. Like skin it, like getting the alligator skin yeah. off and pulling. I mean, it it doesn't look easy. I've even watched instances where people have have to get on like four wheelers and tie a rope to the four wheeler and hook it to the skin what? of the alligator. This might have been there was a type of li- yeah this type of food like reptilians, and then they they drive the four wheeler forward and that's so it that they can peel it. off the skin because what? it's so tough. Yeah. So you can't pull it hard enough to get it to peel off, but yeah. it's also the skin of the alligator is so hard that, you know, it doesn't it yeah, doesn't get damaged. It like might not be alligator. That might have been for some kind of a snake that I watched get prepared. As a matter of fact, I think it was for a snake in that instance, but they might use the same method for alligators. Weird. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, because, yeah, like that's their, that's like an armor. It's like a thick plate. Yeah. I don't think you could just peel that off. It's satisfying to watch some of those videos when they prep up some of the seafood. 
And there's an art to that too, man. Oh yeah. Well, have you heard like the puffer fish or is it the puffer fish? That can kill you yeah, if, if you prepare prepared, it incorrectly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Scary, right? I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think I'd try it. Even if it was the best puffer fish cooker in the world. Not I, worth it. I don't think I could do it. Not worth it. Yeah. Why would I want to eat something that there's a chance that if it's done wrong by this person who has every intent of doing it right, but if they do it wrong, that's it. That's how I feel when I eat a well done steak. <laughs> <laughs> right. Man. I, so I used to work at Applebee's for a year in college and there were a few times, like I'm talking small handful, you could count it on one hand of the year I worked there, someone would order an extra well steak. And I'm not kidding, I would basically char this thing to charcoal. Like I'd put it on, flip it, you know, after a couple minutes, flip it, flip it, get the grill marks. And then I would take one of our hot plates and just lay it on top of there until this thing turned into a brick of coal. Yikes. And then send it out. Like who the hell? You don't trust people that eat a steak like that. I, I'll depending on where I'm at, I'll get mid rare or medium. If I'm if I'm at a place where they specialize in steaks, I'll get mid rare because I know it's cooked right. If I go somewhere like Applebee's where maybe that's not so much a specialty, I'll get medium because they may undercook it if I order mid rare. There was a uh, so you cooked in the kitchen then, right? Yeah. Yep. At Applebee's, so I waited tables at a restaurant similar. To Applebee's, Fifty Fourth so Street, yeah, is that right, yeah. yeah. So I was on the opposite side of the of the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. there was always there was always a weird was dynamic between the the yeah. front of the house and the back of the house. Yeah, you know, you had the cooks in the back that thought they were doing all the work, and then you had the waiters in the back that were tired of the cooks fucking up all the work. Yeah, and so fuck <laughs> you, you. <laughs> whatever, dude. The tension's still there. You know, some right. things we just, got this thing going on right now. <laughs> some things just never leave. So I had brought out a steak to a customer and he cut into it and it was well done but he ordered it maybe medium rare yeah and normally i would just take that so he i watched him open up his silverware and he took a clean knife and he cut into the steak with a clean knife and a clean fork on a clean plate and i took it back and i knew exactly what they were going to do with it they were just going to tell me to throw it away it goes straight in the trash mm. So, you know, I had a, I, I had a steak sized pocket in my apron, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got, I got a home for this thing, man. I just, you know, I couldn't see it getting thrown away. So I threw it in my apron and I went into the bathroom really quick, you know, for a couple of minutes while I could, you know, get what I could get away with while my tables were served, you know, they had right. their refills and, you know, the plates had been served. So I, I went back and first I told them to recook his steak. So while I was waiting for that, I slipped into the bathroom into the stall and I pulled out the steak to start munching on it. Now the funny thing about the stall is that the lock was broken on it. <laughs> and it just so happened as I start biting into the steak, the same fucking guy from that table <laughs> barged in the stall <laughs> and saw me eating his fucking steak that I just served <laughs> at his table. No way. Oh bro, it was such an awkward interaction. I don't know if he saw it. <laughs> you know, I finished waiting but like I I think we just both pretended it didn't happen. <laughs> right. it's like, He's like, look, this guy's down bad right now. He needs that. Oh, <laughs> he needs the steak right now. It was now. good, man. That was one of the best pocket steaks I've ever had. <laughs> Probably. Man, there was also on the opposite side of the spectrum, there was a small handful of times I'd get an extra rare. That's disgusting. Like, it was basically like you set it on the grill enough to get marks, 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 send it. And it was like, it was on the grill for less than two minutes. And like this thing... I don't that, like you're literally just basically eating it out of the fucking yeah. fridge at that point. That doesn't do it for me either. That's gross. actually I watched the video and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's legitimate or not, but it was a little in TikTok real video and this kid ordered a steak at a restaurant raw. They were like, "How do you want your steak done?" And he looked at the waitress and he goes, 
raw. That's she goes, stupid. Oh, oh, what do you mean? You know? And he, he goes, yeah, I want it raw. And they brought him like, it was like a 30 ounce ribeye too, or a porterhouse or. That can't be legal. I know you wouldn't think, but beef doesn't, I think beef doesn't really have to be cooked. It really doesn't carry the same risks as some of the other meat, like obviously chicken and. Well, even like pork doesn't necessarily, pork can be, you know, not fully cooked. It seems like a trichinosis yeah, I, isn't really a thing anymore either. I think it used to be you had to cook pork to 160 degrees. Yeah. And then now I think it's been dropped to 145. Yeah. And so you can actually have pork, like a pork chop cooked to medium or medium right. rare, medium rare mm-hmm. for whatever a pork chop is considered medium rare. Right. Um, yeah. So that's weird. But I always had, I had a weird, I have this weird thing with bacon where- I like the t- the smell of raw bacon. I love the smell of raw bacon. Me too. And when I cook bacon, it doesn't taste like it smells to me. And so I used to, bacon's, I'm not going to tell anybody to do this. You shouldn't eat raw bacon. But I think raw bacon is like cured to some extent. Sure. And so uh, I think I'm definitely putting myself at risk. But I've taken in the past small chunks off of raw bacon and I've eaten that. And that tastes the way it smells. And it's so good. And I know that sounds disgusting, but that, dude, it does it for me. Yeah, well. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I mean, you'll probably be fine. I think you're right. It probably is kind of cured, but. Dude, and then when I I'm done wouldn't. with that, like whatever the juice, like, especially if I get a pack of hot dogs, dude, I wash it down with some hot dog juice. Left over. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just eat weird shit, bro. I got weird cravings, man. My wife is pregnant and she you got um, sympathy cravings. <laughs> they say that, yeah. I got sympathy cravings. There you go. It's like, I can, it's not one, my fault. One valuable, uh, kind of valuable skill that I just learned from cooking steaks is I can, like, touch a steak now and almost kind of tell you, like, where it's at, like, cook wise. And if you're like, so if basically if you touch your palm right where kind of your thumb meets your hand or your palm, if your hand's wide open, it's rare. If you go thumb to index, mid-rare, thumb to middle, medium, thumb to ring is mid-well, thumb to pinky is well done. And just by feeling that kind of part of your palm, you can kind of feel it gets tougher as you go. Oh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's good. But have you heard of the sous vide? Shut up. Yes, because of you. That's why. (laughs) I don't know if they pronounce it. Okay, so the way that it's spelled, it's S-O-U-S and then V-I-D-E. But I think it's pronounced the sous-vide. Sous-vide. And I'm not sure if it's the sous-vide or the (laughs) sous-vide. But this is the same. I believe at Starbucks they use the sous-vide to cook the the bacon egg bites. Have you ever had those from Starbucks? Uh, I don't think I've seen them. They're good, I don't know if I've ever had them. They're just two little circular egg patties that they put bacon and gouda in. Uh Delicious, man. I love that food. But the sous vide, the idea is that you're heating up the water. It's a little device, a little cylinder device that you put in the water and you heat it, you crank it up whatever temperature, 145 degrees, right, for your steak. And then you put your steak in a vacuum sealed bag, you put it in the pot, heats the water to 145 degrees and after a couple hours your steak is a perfect 145 degrees right then what you do is you pull it out you give it an ice bath put it in a bucket of ice and then you can just sear the outside of the steak because the way that it cooks in water it just looks kind of weird the meat doesn't look good right smells amazing when you take it out you can throw you can vacuum seal it with some spices and things and then you get a the idea is you get a perfect you know 145 degree cooked steak every single time I mean, it sounds good. The only thing yeah. that weirds me out about those is I wouldn't want to cook in a plastic bag. Like, that's mm. the part that, like, I don't really want to cook my food in plastic. Mm. Maybe yeah. if they had a different way of 
putting it in the water. Yeah, you're a real my body is a temple type of guy. (laughs) I'm not worried, man. I'm ready for that perfect 140. You got to think, I mean, somebody's thought of that, right? I mean, like, it's not, you know, what temperature do you got to, I do mine personally in Ziploc bags. Which I think is worse. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think it gives. I think it gives it an added Ziploc bag flavor that's right. to die for. Ziploc has a that signature <laughs> flavor. Yeah, I know it's good. It's a good cook, and it's nice to cook because, like I said, my wife's pregnant, so it'll also pasteurize, pasteurize, pasteurize food, mm-hmm. and so you can cook, you know, like chicken 165 degrees, but you can keep it in there for longer just to get the time under temperature is how you pasteurize food. Yeah. So it's like okay, this this has been at 165 degrees for three hours. Like there's no chance of having bacteria in this food. Yeah. And that's how I can cook safely for my, my loving wife. <laughs> I'll take, well, once they find a way to do it in like glass or something, then I'll, I'll buy in. I'm just, I don't want to cook in plastic, man. There's like phthalates and BPAs and stuff in plastic. I don't really want to cook my yeah, food. Yeah, man. I used to take like, you know, you can make some nice hot tea by taking a bottle in the back of your, back of your car. It's left in, <laughs> left in there for a couple of days in the middle of the summer, 90 <laughs> degrees. Take that bottle, that, that water is nice and heated up for you. Right. Throw, a, throw a Lipton tea bag in there, <laughs> like uh, some stevia. You're good to go. That's the perfect, that's the backseat, backseat, <laughs> backseat tea right there, boy. All right, man. I think that was good. Yeah, I think I'm going to go make some backseat tea. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time.